I've heard of it. When? Heard of what? TCL. We're in the TCL broadcast studio. There we are. 42 degrees now. It's climbing, bro. I wonder if I'm about to have my Kanye West moment with the New Yorker magazine. Uh-oh. Uh, this isn't your Kardashian theory, is it? No, I had... I was... If I wasn't a charter subscriber to Rolling Stone, I was pretty close. Okay. And so I was with them many, many, many... I've been there many years. Jan Wenner. And then and then they ran a cover of Kanye West and a Crown of Thorns. And I, I'd had enough. I'd had enough. I remember that one. So I wrote Jan a letter and said, I, that's it. I'm done. I, I've been with you a long time, but go Therapeutic be, letter made you feel good? Yeah, I said some things. You mm-hmm. said, see you later. See you later. And then, remember, I told you guys this? They sent me back a check for like $6.29. Ah. I sent it. They were giving me the needle. So I sent it back to them and said, I don't want your money. Uh, you, you guys need it more than I do. Yeah, they, they do. And uh, I think I might be having my Kanye West moment now with the New Yorker. Tell me. Well, I get the New Yorker. I bet I've been getting the New Yorker for 40 years. And I've read some great, great stuff in the New Yorker. And I've also read a lot of silly nonsense including this. I was alerted to this by Rob O'Brien, our sales uh, Obes. champion. The elites in New York, uh, well, there's a big story in the, uh, what issue will this be of the New Yorker? Uh, it must be the one coming out. Do you need me to look online or no? Well, the New Yorker has written a piece by Dan Peepenbring, and the headline is Chick-fil-A's Creepy Infiltration of New York City. Mm. So you're uh, when you get closest to the country's tallest buildings, yes, uh, and you're not going to get any closer to the country's tallest buildings than if you're a New Yorker, right? And they're very upset that a uh, that a corporation that has some Christian fundamental values is uh, opening big stores in New York and succeeding. They're they're finding that distasteful because they have a, a great product, by the way. After its chicken sandwiches were a hit with New Yorkers, Chick-fil-A opened a new store in Manhattan that's the biggest one yet. Five stores and 12,000 square feet. And this was found to be distasteful by the New Yorker. It was gauche. Too industrial. <laughs> uh, despite pushback from Mayor Bill de Blasio and some local protesters, Chick-fil-A's venture into the Big Apple has been successful. When its fifth Manhattan location opened on March 29, people were lined up around the block to get the chicken. Mm -hmm. I've had it before. It's very good. Yes. Writer Dan Peepenbring blasted Chick-fil-A's creepy infiltration of New York City, writing that the brand's arrival here feels like an infiltration in no small part because of its pervasive Christian traditionalism. You can't have that. (laughs) You can't have a guy coming no. in here no. who, who has values. No, what's wrong with them? What the hell's wrong with you? Closed on Sunday for church? He listed Chick-fil-A's policy to be closed on Sundays and the company's corporate purpose, which begins to glorify God as examples of this pervasive Christianity. You see where I think I'm having my Kanye West moment? Mm-hmm. I ain't no Bible thumper, trust me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But I'm tired of these wieners, and we got to push back. Well, this I'm is the, just tired of them. This is where we push back. I love that you called them wieners. Well, he's a wiener. That's, that's a perfect yeah, this description. This guy's a wiener. This guy's a wiener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then it goes on to say here, uh, well, here, I got the New Yorker piece. Uh, how, 
can they have a restaurant that big? I got a lot of people in New York. New York has taken to Chick-fil-A. This is the piece in the New Yorker. One of the Manhattan locations estimates estimates that it sells a sandwich every six seconds. And the company has announced plans to open as many as a dozen more storefronts. And didn't we go through this in Chicago? Where the uh, aldermen were complaining they didn't want Chick-fil-A in their uh, ward because uh, they were opposed to gay marriage? Oh, yes. Oh, I can't remember specifically, but that's, yeah. Well, that's see, Chicago has tall buildings. Yeah, right. I'm sure this had happened in downtown. Is there a Chick-fil-A in downtown Minneapolis? Well, there's one on the U of M campus. That's amazing. U of M campus. There's one on Robert Street. I got one in Chanhassen that just opened. Really? In Mm -hmm. Chanhassen? Mm Mm-hmm. One of the Manhattan locations estimates that it sells a sandwich every six seconds, and the company has announced plans to open as many as a dozen more storefronts in the city. And yet the brand's arrival here feels like an infiltration, in no small part because of its pervasive Christian traditionalism. Isn't that amazing? Its headquarters in Atlanta are adorned with Bible verses and a statue of Jesus washing a disciple's feet. Its stores close on Sundays. Its CEO, Dan Cathy, has been accused of bigotry for using the company's charitable wing to fund anti-gay causes, including groups that oppose same-sex marriage. Well, to the elites in New York, Dan Cathy is not allowed to oppose same-sex marriage. He, He must think like a mysterian or he can't open his store here. And we're very upset. We're very elite. That is really, think about that. In America, mm-hmm. he can't think this way or we're going to protest his story. He's not recruiting. He's not saying, if, if you accept Jesus, you may eat this Chick-fil-A, you may buy this Chick-fil-A sandwich. The company has since reaffirmed its intention to treat every person with honor, dignity, and respect, but it has quietly continued to donate to anti-LGBT groups. When the first standalone New York location opened in 2015, a throng of protesters appeared. When a location opened in a Queens Mall in 2016, Mayor Bill de Blasio proposed a boycott. No such controversy greeted the opening of this newest outpost. Chick-fil-A's success here is a marketing coup. Its expansion raises questions about what we expect from our fast food and to what extent a corporation can join a community. I got news for you, Danny boy. Dan Peepending, what's your name, you little wiener? Mm-hmm. Dan Pipenbring. <laughs> yeah. They don't give a rat's ass if, you're, uh, if you like them or not. They're in business. Right. And I love that. Well, we just won't open a store. No, this thing's going to be five stories tall. Right. And he uh, he's really put off his feed by the fact that uh, Chick-fil-A emphasizes community. Uh, the restaurant's corporate purpose still begins with the words to glorify God, and that proselytism thrums below the surface of the Fulton Street restaurant, which has the ersatz homespun ambiance of a megachurch. David Farmer, Chick-fil-A's vice president of restaurant experience, told BuzzFeed that he strives for a pit crew efficiency, but where you feel like you just got hugged in the process. That contradiction, industrial but claustral, is at the heart of the new restaurant and of Chick-fil-A's entire brand. And then he goes on to write about cows. What do cows have to do with Chick-fil-A? Do they have cows in their advertising? Yeah, they... Because the cows say, eat more chicken? Eat yeah. more chicken. And it's spelled the cows, wrong. Yeah, because yeah. the cows saying, hey, leave us alone. <laughs> right. eat, the, eat the chicken. Have all you want. Yeah. Kind of a cute one, too, where he got dressed up. He was in the stuffed animal pile. That was how, pretty cute. How tall is the, um, how many stories is that Chick-fil-A? Five. Peter, I can see your house from up here. 
Kathy died a billionaire in 2014, but the eat more chicken, which is spelled wrong, mantra has survived. Uh, Though the cows have never bothered to improve their spelling, franchises still hold an annual cow appreciation day offering free food to anyone dressed as a cow. All right. Uh, employees dance around in Boy, cow I, suits. I missed that day. This guy's really upset that the employees dance around in cow suits. I would have. Uh, I probably would have done that. I probably would have dressed up like a cow. It's worth asking why Americans fell in love with an ad in which one farm animal begs us to kill another in its place. Oh, for God. <laughs> Honest <laughs> to God. That, I mean, I'm come having on. my Kanye West moment. The letter will be written tonight. Strong letter to follow. <sighs> the hell with you people. Plus, it's getting to cost me over 100 bucks a year to get the New Yorker. I'll miss the cartoons. Wait, don't you like the obits too? That's New York Times. Oh, son. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. New York Times. Uh, in portraits at the Fulton Street restaurant, the cows visit various New York landmarks. They're in Central Park, where Eat More Chicken has been mowed into the lawn. They're glimpsing the Manhattan Bridge from Dumbo, where they've modified a stop sign. Stop eating burgers. I, I don't, this guy's on a rant about cows that I have no. Which uh, cartoon? I have no interest in. Which which cartoon? What about the cartoons? You said you like the cartoons. I said I'll miss the cartoons in The New Yorker. They're very good cartoons. Editorial type cartoons. Oh, not like funnies. Garfield. No, not not comic like Mar- Marmaduke. That crazy Marmaduke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Slobbering all over. So this guy's very upset. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Marmaduke on Sunday, I think I looked at Defenders of Chick-fil-A point out that the company donates thousands of pounds of food to New York Common Pantry and that its expansion creates jobs. Okay. Charity. The more fatalistic will add that hypocrisy is baked or fried into every consumer experience that unbridled corporate power makes it impossible to bring your wallet in line with your morals. I don't even know what that means. Still, there's something especially distasteful about Chick-fil-A, which is sought to portray itself as better than other fast food, cleaner, gentler, and more ethical, with its poultry slightly healthier than the mystery meat of burgers. Its politics, its decor, and its commercial evangelical messaging are inflected with this suburban piety. A representative of the Richards Group once told Adweek, people root for the low-status character, and the cows are low-status. They're the underdog. Uh, Dan Pipenbring is a writer based in Brooklyn. You know, Dan, the answer is just don't buy Chick-fil-A. Now, the only thing I know... Just don't go there. Okay, you've given me some information about, uh, who is it, S. Truett, Kathy, the, the, the guy, the founder. Dan, okay. Kathy, C-A-T-H-Y? Yeah. Yeah, what about him? Um, the only thing prior to this that I've known about Chick-fil-A is... Uh, they're closed on Sunday so they can observe their employees going to church. Can you if imagine they want that? To. The employees must love it. Yeah, you. Uh, in fact, we get re- Sundays off. Recently, I was at the airport on a Sunday. Was it closed? And uh, the Wendy's was open, all the others except Chick fil A. I'm sure those employees love it. S. Truett Kathy. That's what it is. Was the chain's founder and Dan Kathy's late father. Right. Uh, let's see. Yes, he, uh, net worth. $4.2 billion in 2012. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I've had my Kanye West moment. This is, this, is, this, is, this is so precious and over the top, I can't believe it. Chick-fil-A's creepy infiltration of New York City. Imagine that. Here in our sophisticated city, home to so many uh, Woody Allen movie sets, we have had to tolerate the arrival of a, of a fast food chicken place whose ownership 
practices Christian values. We can't have that. And, and, and listen to this. We can't have that in our city. Uh, okay. Uh, he served in the United States Army during World War II. He began the chain in the Atlantic suburb of Hapeville in '46 with a restaurant called the Dwarf Grill, named because of its small size. It was there that he, along with his brother and business partner, Ben, created the chicken sandwich that would then become the Chick-fil-A sandwich signature item. Yeah. So it's an American uh, success story. Sure. What's their key? Is it the secret... Uh, uh, Spices or something? I, I don't, uh, I've no, only I had it about once in my life. I think it's, I think it's just life. quality. It's a really good quality chicken. All right. Thanks. going on what's going on we can't have this business in our midst we must do something about this well it's kind of more like what's going on 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 i love the gender stories what's going on because they really are a uh, a roadmap for us as to uh, where we absolutely do not know where we're going. I guess the word now for parents who have a kid. No. Huh? No. No, no. no I don't know if I can handle it. I, I we're, we're, We need to push back. Baby. <laughs> what? The baby's a baby because they won't identify. They won't. They won't pick no, a it's gender. A, it's a. It's a baby. Okay. Here, baby. I'm going to the dictionary. Yep. There's no. Up. There's no word. No, you don't have to go to the dictionary. There's oh. no such word as baby. Yeah. A Utah couple <laughs> refuses to tell people about the gender of their child, opting opting to call the child a baby. Oh, they man. say this allows their child to choose their own gender when they are three or four years old. That kid is going to be that kid's got no shot. Messed up. I wish no I could use another shot. adjective. But oh no, messed what? up a kid. What'd you find? There's a Facebook support group page. Oh sure, for baby. This is what I love. We, this is a roadmap for us. Where are we going? We we ain't got no idea. Ain't going nowhere. Parents, Kyle, baby girl, need a thin mint. Yeah, baby, don't need some thin mint over here. <laughs> Parents, Kyle, K Y L. Don't know if it's male or female. K K Y. And Brent Meyer subscribe to their gender creative movement, which they say allows a child, specifically their child, to choose their gender when they come to the ripe old age of three or four. So what? What color <laughs> is everything? And first of all, the swimsuit area pretty much determines. That's your first uh, the checklist. Well, I've, I, I, I've I've stumbled upon asking this question: Where's the science behind this? You come out with the boys, aren't you a guy? And you come out without the you come out with the first gene, Bing, bang, boom. Okay. No, I understand. There's a percentage. Oh, I understand homosexuality. I I get it. I I, I believe or transgender. I believe that. I believe that okay. that exists. I believe that. But I think what you're saying is, if little Jimmy has got a little Jimmy, <laughs> let him be Jimmy yeah, until yeah. he wants to be Jane. Well, let's let's because the percentage of the population what, you, you that that's what, going to affect. You know what they call this kid? Oh God! 
Uh, uh, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. No. It's a baby. No. no. Um, Listen to this. The no. growth progress of the Myers child, who has been named Zoomer. Oh, my. Strike two. Can be followed on the family's Instagram page, which proudly boasts that the child is called a baby. A baby. When I was up. a baby, I had a blankie. Look up Instagram for Zoomer. In a Tuesday article, the New York Post detailed the Myers' decision to raise Zoomer in a gender-neutral way. According to the article, which was originally published in The Sun, other than the immediate family, the modern parents said they don't disclose their sex to people who don't need to know. How Uh, do you spell Zoomer there, Mayor? Just like it sounds. Z-O-O-M-E-R. Z-O-O. Zoomer will most likely choose a gender by the time... Uh, they are three or four. So we're not even, the English language is even going out the window here. What we're, is we're making animals? up new, you know, when you go to the dictionary and find out what's the history of baby, it's going to say 2018. Kyle wrote on the family's website, which is called Raising Zoomer. We simply don't believe that this is our decision to make. On their behalf, Kyle added, again, using the wrong uh, plural and by not revealing their sex and by treating them in a gender-creative way, Z will have the freedom to explore and create their own identity outside of the restrictions and expectations of traditional gender norms. What up, Z? What is wrong with normalcy? Why are you... Uh, um, risk- since the, they, they, re- they wrote, since the They Be article came out, uh, there have been dozens of spinoff articles and newsletters all across the world. Needless to say, our family has received a lot of attention. Uh, unsurprisingly, many people do not agree with gender-creative parenting, and unfortunately, many people have inaccurate ideas about what gender-creative parenting means for us. All right. I'm not going to read you anymore. Most importantly, we love Zoomer, and we are confident in our reasons for parenting this way. We are going to ride out this media wave knowing that we'll be old news soon. We wish everyone well and hope you'll do the same. I found the Instagram account for Raising Zoomer. Yeah. And it looks as though mom has a a long uh, diatribe as to why she came to this conclusion. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's because... Is mom a female? K-Y-L? Yes. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of her holding baby Z. All right. And basically, it amounts to... She gets tired of going to Target and being asked, oh, is that a little boy or a little girl? Oh. This is her answer to that. Oh. On the next Raising Zoomer, Zoomer goes to the beach in a brand new swimsuit. <laughs> Zimmer, that's not a bikini. <laughs> we'll be back shortly, but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business it's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal in Your Money Now. And Nicholas Cage has just signed on to play the lead in the movie, so we're making some progress. Boy, does he need the money. Yeah. You know, what do they say when he's in the restroom? They be in the wrong bathroom? Yeah, they be. Yeah. Now, I'm not a huge... Even the language is so getting like beat up. like an inner city guy. Yeah. Yo, they yeah. be in the bathroom. Where's yeah. they be? I'm not a big fan of space exploration because I, I think the money could be better spent here. Right. But if they were to find a distant planet somewhere that yeah. would that would hold life forms as we know it currently. I'd contribute a few bucks. I'd get on that first shuttle out there if they could just <laughs> yeah. get rid of some of these. Right. Keep, you know, 
Be a little private planet there. Uh, pretty good day in the stock market today. We're looking at some positive earnings reports, and the market is higher. With the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, up 257 points, it's been wavering a bit, but now seems to be near the peak for the session. The Dow, the uh, Nasdaq Composite is up 132 points, and the S&P 500 is ahead 33. All three indexes now in positive territory for the year. Starbucks will close all of its stores nationwide on the afternoon of May 29th for racial bias training. The move comes after an incident in a Philadelphia Starbucks where two black men were escorted out by police after the manager called police with a trespassing complaint. Nearly 175,000 stores will take part and it will become part of the new hire process going forward. And Target will add eight cosmetic brands to its online selection that cater to darker skin tones. The brands will be in select stores as well starting Friday. The brands include Colored Rain, Every Hue Beauty, and Halo and will add more than 150 items to Target's merchandise lineup. They are all priced from about 10 to 25 bucks. I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. All right, Bruce, we'll talk to you. Garage Logic Segment number eight. Here's John Hyde. Thank you, Joe. It's sunny and 42 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. Wild will play Winnipeg again tonight at the Excel Energy Center in playoff hockey. Jets lead the best of series, uh, best of seven series, two games to one. Weather permitting, the Twins will play the Indians in San Juan, Puerto Rico this evening and tomorrow. Jake Odorizzi pitching for the Twins tonight. Corey Kluber for Cleveland. Forecast shows some uh, rain right now. Isolated thunder showers in the forecast for tonight, but then a 60% chance of rain throughout the day tomorrow. And in fact, San Juan, Puerto Rico, uh, with a flood advisory. I'd tell you more about that, but the description was in Spanish when I went and tried oh, to Why don't you give it, it to me? Mucho agua. See. Si. <laughs> Mucho agua. 610 tonight in Puerto Rico. Yes. Mm-hmm. FSN. And the Wild no. play at 7. Or, no, not FS1. FS1. I'm the sorry. Wild are FSN and CNBC, and the Twins are FS1. Yes. I think you got a mistake because the Twins are going to be on FS1. Juan. Juan. <laughs> the news notes from today. You the, know, I saw it from a mile away. Did you really? You feel the news. That coming. predictable? Dang it. U.S. Marshals uh, Service is offering a reward of up to $5,000 for any info leading to the arrest of that blooming prairie woman named as a person of interest in the death of her husband. And now, Is this the Black Widow? Yes. Yeah, yeah. let's get her. Now also being sought in connection to a murder in Florida as well. Florida Crime Stoppers also offering a reward of up to $1,000 for information on uh, 56-year-old Lois Reese. Release from the Dodge County Sheriff's Department here in Minnesota, and the Marshals Service has updated the case to major case status. Also today, three new surveillance videos said to show Reese at a Florida area hotel were released by Lee County Sheriff's Department. The videos show the vehicle she's said to be driving, as well as her walking inside the hotel up to the hotel counter. It follows earlier video released uh, that showed Reese talking to 59-year-old Pamela Hutchinson April 5th at the Smoke and Oyster Brewery in Fort Myers. The department said Reese is a suspect in the fatal shooting of Hutchinson in what authorities claim was an attempt to steal her identity. They say they think she is driving her car, a white Acura TL, 
Florida license plate Y three seven T A A. Are they putting a silver alert out? <laughs> I don't yeah. think silver. Yeah, uh, they 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 call when they lose an old person. When they lose an old person, I had one when I was down there. Mm-hmm. I had, in fact, there were two of them. Release also said charges could be filed against Reese in connection to the murder of hubby David within the next few days. David Reese found dead in the couple's home from multiple gunshot wounds March 23rd. Um, something completely separate from that story, but having to do with the silver alerts. What I uh, thought when I saw those silver alerts driving up 75 and so forth down in Florida is I wish they had the answer. You know, uh Ed, we lost Ed in the minivan two two nine six four. I want the update. He was found in the recliner in the in the basement. You know, I want. I want. To, I he want was some public. Yeah, I want some conclu- I want to. We got him back. <laughs> yes. He was uh, buying fruit at right, Publix. Right. Saint Croix County law enforcement sources say forty two year old Kyle Fleischauer is in Saint Croix County Jail on five hundred thousand dollars bond in connection with the shooting death of his nineteen year old son mm-hmm. Chase Fleischauer of Saint Paul. A 911 call early Saturday morning led St. Croix County Sheriff's deputies to the home of Kyle near New Richmond, Wisconsin. His son, Chase, was found with a gunshot wound to the head. Friends said Chase Fleischauer had gone to spend the night at his father's home in New Richmond with his sister Friday, but he uh, lived full-time at his mother's home in St. Paul. Uh, Update on that Southwest Airlines incident this morning. Mm -hmm. The NTSB now says there was a a fatality. Oh, uh, no identification, but we found out earlier a woman was partially sucked out of the airplane window after an engine exploded in midair, leading passengers aboard the Southwest Airlines flight to try pull the woman to safety amid a chaotic scene, which one frightened, uh, frightened witness said had blood everywhere. That passenger was transported to a hospital in critical condition. Again, not sure if that's the fatality. Uh, they did not say that at the press conference, the NTSB, but uh, we do know there was one fatality. Seven others suffered minor injuries but were not taken to the hospital. And we learned that that, uh, that other, from that one report, that somebody had a heart attack or somebody had, we don't know if it was that, that lady I don't or know someone either. else. Yeah, okay, not sure Got about it. that either. Uh, Justice Neil Gorsuch provided the decisive vote today in a Supreme Court ruling that struck down a key provision that made it easier to deport immigrants convicted of violent crimes. That's a blow to the Trump administration. Of course, President Trump's Supreme Court pick has largely sided with the conservative members of the bench since his appointment, but sided with the liberal wing today. The court said the part of the law in question is too vague to be enforced. The court's 5-4 to four decision concerns a provision of federal immigration law that defines a crime of violence. Federal Appeals Court in San Francisco previously struck down the provision as too vague, and now the Supreme Court has agreed. Senator John McCain's daughter, one of the co-hosts of ABC's The View, said on the show today that her father had to have emergency surgery for complications arising from his brain cancer. She did add, though, he's doing well and is in stable condition, still hospitalized. Megan McCain also acknowledged that she knew when she took the job there'd be moments when she'd have to talk about his father con- uh, father's condition in real time. McCain's office said that he had undergone surgery at the Mayo Clinic to treat an intestinal infection related to diverticulitis over the weekend. Mm-hmm. He was diagnosed with that cancerous brain tumor in July 2017 after a procedure to remove a blood clot. Laura Spencer will be doing only three days a week on Good Morning America instead of five in the future. Uh, she says it's because she wants to concentrate on other endeavors. However, post six, uh, page six excuse me, of the New York Post says uh, show staffers are relieved that her schedule's been cut. They reported uh, they'll be focusing on team core members like George Stephanopoulos, Michael Strand, and Robin Roberts. Uh, the network has promised Amy Roback in 2020. 
uh, to cut back on Spencer's airtime from five days a week to three. Sources say Spencer. Sta- I'm sorry to interrupt. The staff is happy about that. Is that that's what, uh, industry is sources? Tie, she, you uh, might as well be telling me that a man in Montana just changed his shirt. Apparently, well, it's morning show. Uh, I don't know, watch morning shows. Well, Joe, I don't okay, know, but I don't you know are an army of, of one do. because yeah. uh, many. Well, do. I read the paper. Many <laughs> read the paper and watch. Oh, I walk every day. Yeah, <laughs> According to page six, staff are relieved that Laura's schedule is being cut back. She treats staff badly. She yells at people oh, no. and makes a lot of extra work for people. Sounds don't, like she's a poopy. Well, however, good don't we just our, assume that everybody in those roles are just bad people? Right. It must be just poops. However, though, a rep for the show said, that's ridiculous. Laura is the ultimate team player. She decided herself to cut back her hours on GMA to focus on her own uh-huh. production company. So oh, good. We have controversy. Good. I'm mm. really glad we had that story. Yep. You'll probably start watching. I bet it. I bet you were so moved by that story, you will start to watch while you're reading the I, paper. I bet I will. Maybe yeah. she had Matt Lauer's secret room. Yeah. That's why she was all mad. Mm. What a turd that guy was. Yeah, he really was. Yeah. Bunch of weenies. <laughs> a Russian journalist. Uh, this. This. Uh, tell me what you think of this story. I'm going to. Russian journalist who reported on political scandals linked to President Putin's associates and the death of Russian mercenaries in Syria has. Died after a mysterious fall. From oh, his there's a shot. Imagine Ooh. that. BBC News reports neighbors found Maxim Borodin badly injured on the ground outside his fifth floor apartment in Yakutenburg on April 12th. Local and regional authorities told the BBC that no suicide note was discovered and the door to his apartment was found locked from the inside. Uh, they said no criminal activity of course was not. suspected. Of course not. But Valyashlav Bushkov, a friend of the deceased journalist, told the British network Borodin had called him early on the morning of April 11th, saying there was someone with a weapon on his balcony and people in camouflage and masks on the staircase landing. Bushkov described Borodin as a principled, honest journalist and told the BBC he called back later on the 11th to say he must have been wrong about his apartment being surrounded. He said it was just part of a training exercise. The representative for media freedom at a European security organization told the BBC that Borden's death should be investigated. Will you get cracking again on Author's Corner so I can start telling people about the Russian books they should be reading? Sabuda Hyder Show? And next week we'll have John Campion. Sabuda Hyder Show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dave Dahl? <laughs> Cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Like Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Thanks, Joe. We're up to 42 degrees here in the Twin Cities. Still climbing out there with lots of sunshine. We may make it up to about 44 before this afternoon is done. That is causing the snow to melt and a lot of wet roadways out there. May refreeze tonight as our temp drops to 28. Tomorrow then, periods of light snow up to an inch possible in the south metro. I think the north metro may not get much at all. Uh, down in far southern Minnesota, as much as five to six inches of snow could fall along the Iowa border, and that's where the travel troubles will be the greatest. Partly sunny skies on Thursday, mild 46, 48 on Friday, 52 on Saturday, sunshine all the way through the weekend, 56 Sunday, and then up to 62 on Monday. Clouds will start to increase late Monday, a chance of some scattered showers on Tuesday. Not a big deal there, but 56 for the high on Tuesday. All this uh, warm temp and melting snow could cause some problems with some of the rivers as we get late into the weekend over the weekend i think that's when uh, we could see some some problems and we'll watch it and track it for you as it gets a little bit closer but right now we're at 42 joe and i have the records for the day
April 17. 85. 85. In 1985. In 1985. And then 10 above. 10 above. In 1875. In 1875. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Apparently, what, what day is April 23rd? That's uh, next Monday. Uh, that's when the world's going to end. Again? Shoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not prepared. Well, you're not prepared? I'm not prepared. Uh, didn't this come up before? Wait a minute. Wasn't there a guy in there was, Duluth? Yeah, there was a... Who was saying it's going to end tomorrow when he was getting his oil changed? Remember that? And we thought, well, wait a minute. What are you... Right, why, why are you doing are you that? Why your right. oil changed? It's We're over tomorrow. Be here tomorrow. Tonight is boom. This is going to be the wild year you, you too. Can, the you, can, you can run that thing dry. You can run that can case, crankcase dry. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, this follows other failed claims about the rapture and the end times. That was supposed to happen September 23, 2017, and October 15, 2017. I I remember those dates. We're not here. We're here. Yeah, we survived. Maybe this is the end. Like, this is just what you do after the end. The date setting all seems quite bizarre, considering that the Bible repeatedly and clearly speaks to our inability to know exactly when the end times... I thought it was no, not the hour. ...will unfold. Matthew 24, 36, 37 tells us, But about that day or hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. All right. I'm fine with that. You want me to... April 23rd. I wouldn't worry. Who wrote this? Billy Hallowell, whoever that is. Fox News. Uh, apparently, wasn't the guy's name Harold Camping? I can't remember his name, but I remember he was uh, He was certain that it was going to happen. Here, here he is. Here it is. Christian leader Harold Camping made international headlines in 2011 for twice predicting that the world would end and getting it wrong both times. Right. And we, we were telling people, don't send them your money. Right. You kind of lose. I think after two times, you kind of lose. You know, a little. Who are the Who are the people that you know send Harold a check? Well, plus, who are the people that if they believe the world's going to end tomorrow, why would you go to Jiffy Loop? Yeah, just leave it it there. Change it yourself. Oh, just let it go. Well, you even fell into the trap. Change it yourself. Get it. The world's going to end tomorrow. Why would you change the oil? I would die doing something I loved. You never oil. change oil in your life. I know. Life. I, I don't even know where the dips or the uh, plug is. Well, do you really want to admit that? I know where the dipstick is. I don't know where the I, the plug is under the thing. Uh, he got it wrong both times. Uh, in the days and weeks leading up to the dates he set, some of his followers were so convinced he was right that they sold their homes and spent their savings, Whoa. helping to Come spread to the Vegas. message that judgment would soon be upon us. Uh, they were shocked to learn that camping. I couldn't have possibly known the day or the hour. So that brings us back to April 23, a date that is now sparking chatter. Uh, According to conspiracy theorists, codes in the Bible suggest the end of the world is imminent with the earth set to be destroyed on April 23rd. You know what? Just give me enough chance to smoke a lucky. Mm -hmm. Enough time. Mm -hmm. One theory suggests the end times dates back to the astrological constellations appearing on November 23, matching the book of Revelation. Uh, That passage signals the start of the rapture and the second coming. Okay. Uh, 
I'm not going to. Are you? Are we going to be? I'm going to be here Monday. I think I'm going to be here Monday. I, I don't know. According to this, mm-hmm. yeah. Do we got a time roughly? Right. Yeah. I don't. I hope I it's mean, not during. Go to rush Vegas hour. and be like, "End of the world." What's up? <laughs> I don't want it to be during rush hour. No, because have we my, have the ride. Wouldn't it be great? You, you learn. <laughs> you learn here at. Wouldn't three fifty nine? If you learn the you end mean, of the world from Patrick, yes. <laughs> I have I to tell you something. I just got a tweet from Ingy. I got to tell you. got a tweet from God. Yeah, right. Large fireball headed it's our over. way. <laughs> and you take off and you don't make the I light. tell you what. That would be some comical uh, listening if, if if it was over and Pat had about five minutes to go. I'd call that must listen. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I had it for... <laughs> <laughs> The fixer wouldn't be able to do anything about it, would he? Uh, who's the fixer? Patrick. I didn't know he Pat, was. Pat, when he called the uh, Lindsay Whalen, uh, uh, she should be hired. No, he told the U that's what they should do is hire Lindsay as their yeah. basketball coach. Mm-hmm. And then they did. So, oh, that's right. You were gone. So, in, in your absence, Pat had nicknamed himself the fixer. The fixer? Yeah. On September, no, on September, on on April 23rd, you're telling me that's Monday? Yes. The sun, moon, and Jupiter will be in Virgo. There's once again speculation that something biblical could be afoot. On what basis? Beats me, the writer says. History shows again and again that these predictions are always wrong. This fellow, Billy Hallowell, is the director of communications and content at pureflix.com and a former uh, faith and culture editor. So if it's going to happen, is it good that it would happen on a Monday so we get a nice weekend out of the deal? Yeah, yeah live yeah, it up. Yeah, that's a good point. I, Go I top just, shelf. I'm looking at a Monday, Monday, and just so it's not in the rush hour. Yeah, don't hit me on a Friday. No. You know, because I'm looking forward to the weekend. You know, right. maybe a Monday night during the seventh inning stretch. How about that? You know. While we're singing God Bless America or right. something like something that. Right, something like that. Or the Wild about to hoist the cup. Uh, yeah. Well, Let them win the cup. we got to win the cup. Well, We're not going to be done by Monday. Though. I don't like your chances to win the cup this year. Especially by Monday. Thegroup.com. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Are the wild doing that... Neighborhood block party thing, do we know? I know it was canceled due to the weather, but I don't know if they have uh, re-implemented it. I don't think they need that on West 7th. They've got a whole a string of restaurants that need to be uh, rewarded. Well, absolutely. And and uh, let this, this is their day in the sun. Yeah, and at 42 degrees, uh, the, the snow is gone. Yeah, I mean, it's not falling. The streets are somewhat clear, so... It should be very festive. Why are you raving about this place called Parlor? Uh, it's a local restaurant company. They used to work with me on the uh, wine, or, uh, our, what is it called? The Wine and Spirit Show. Oh, yeah? The Happy Hour. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's probably, you will see that when this is reviewed. I know where it is. Yeah, it's in that old, it's, it's the red if trim. If I'm not mistaken, that's the old, if you go back 50 years, that's the location of St. Paul Harley-Davidson. I did not know that. Is it across the street from a Dairy Queen? Uh, yes, a kitty corner from Tom Reed's. I think that's where the Harley-Davidson dealership was. Well, they stripped it down to the studs, and they put a, a nice restaurant in there. 
And uh, it's, the whole economy of the Twin Cities now seems to be based on pubs. Yeah, and it's the first time I've ever had bone marrow. I mean, soup or no bone marrow in a, like in a bone. I don't do that. It was. Uh, what do you mean? Would you chew on it like a dog? No, no. You scoop it out of the. I ain't scoop, doing that. No, it was. It was. Were you I, gnawing on it like a wild no, animal? No, no. You, you you scoop it out of the bone. You don't pick it up like. Why a, in like God's a dog. name would you eat bone marrow? I tried it. Was it good? Yeah. And they they've deconstructed a chicken pot pie with uh, biscuits. Uh-huh. That's right up. It's gonna give. If the the Lex to run for its money. All right. I don't even know if they still have chicken. You can buy me dinner there. 1500. How about that? ESPN (laughs) is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 